This is Archies in the Beltway, a look at national politics and the Arkansans influencing the discussions. I'm Alex Thomas, Washington correspondent for the Arkansas Democrat Gazette, reporting from the nation's capital. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Archies in the Beltway for the week of February 18th, 2024. Both chambers of Congress are out this week for a scheduled home work period. Before leaving Capitol Hill, the Senate completed its work on a $95.3 billion assistance package, which includes support for Ukraine and Israel. Most Senate Democrats backed the proposal, but Senate Republicans, including Arkansas senators, were divided on the matter. Senator John Bozeman of Rogers voted for the legislation along with 21 of his Republican colleagues. Senator Tom Cotton of Little Rock opposed the matter with 25 other GOP senators. The package includes around $60 billion for helping Ukraine, more than $14 billion in assistance to Israel, and nearly $5 billion for partners in the Indo-Pacific. In a statement following the vote last Tuesday, Bozeman described the matter as the first step in ensuring the United States maintains strong international leadership. As for Cotton, his opposition involves two issues. The first concerns the lack of language on immigration and security at the U.S.-Mexico border. Cotton was among the Republicans who opposed an earlier proposal coupling international security with bipartisan changes to immigration and border policies. He says that language did not do enough to address asylum standards and current use of parole. We can't ignore the fact that we still have a border crisis and we have to address that. Cotton and a Senate Republican working group in November put forward a list of policy recommendations related to border security legislation, including stricter standards for receiving asylum and limitations on granting parole. Oklahoma Senator James Lankford represented Republicans in bipartisan talks, which led to the package containing immigration and international aid language. Cotton does not place any blame on Lankford for the terms of that immigration deal. Democrats just weren't serious enough to uh, accept those reforms. Cotton's second concern involves some of the spending in the $95.3 billion proposal. The senator drawing issue with billions of dollars in non-defense spending, including funding set aside for budget support in Ukraine and humanitarian aid that the senator says lacks appropriate guardrails. The rest of the money, the rest of the military aid, is a pretty good template for whatever might follow on. The House of Representatives receiving the bill, although a pathway for passage is not clear. House Speaker Mike Johnson has accused the Senate of failing to meet the moment in addressing border security. Sean Savette with the White House's National Security Council telling the Democrat Gazette that Congress cannot afford to waste any more time. We are getting reports from Avdivka, the city in eastern Ukraine that Russia has been trying to take for months, that uh, Ukrainian forces are, are simply running out of artillery ammunition. They don't have the ability to fire artillery ammunition to keep those Russian forces at bay and prevent them from reaching Ukrainian trenches. So now they're starting to get overrun, they're starting to lose their defensive positions, and we're starting to see an increase in Ukrainian casualties. Both Bozeman and Cotton expressing hope the House will make changes to the Senate bill through amendments. Representative French Hill pushing for the United States to continue supporting Ukraine. Hill part of a bipartisan House delegation that traveled to Ukraine on February 9th, meeting with Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky in Kiev. The congressman from Little Rock emphasizing the importance of American support as Ukraine enters a third year of war with Russia. We have to draw the line here and back the Europeans in demonstrating to Putin that he is not going to take the rest of Georgia. He's not going to take uh, the rest of Moldova, and he's not going to take uh, the balance of Ukraine. And we do that only by, as the largest military, largest economy in the world, 
uh, contributing modestly to that agenda, which we are doing. Zelensky calling the visit confirmation that the United States is a strategic partner in combating Russian military forces. The Senate set to hold an impeachment trial once senators return to Capitol Hill. That trial stemming from the House's impeachment of Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas. The Republican-led chamber approving two articles of impeachment over the Biden administration's handling of border policies. The final vote last Tuesday, 214 members in favor, 213 in opposition. The House failed to impeach Mayorkas back on February 6th, the second vote a success, thanks in part to the return of House Majority Leader Steve Scalise, who returned to the halls of Congress from receiving treatment for cancer. All four Arkansas House members voting to impeach Mayorkas, President Joe Biden and Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer dismissing the impeachment, Schumer describing the vote as an effort by Speaker Johnson to appease former President Donald Trump. Representative Rick Crawford asking Agriculture Secretary Tom Vilsack about issues facing agricultural producers. Vilsack appearing before the House Agriculture Committee last Wednesday. The Jonesboro congressman using his time to ask about multiple topics, including wage rates for temporary foreign workers. Employers are required to pay these employees an hourly wage based on an adverse effect wage rate, in addition to providing housing and transportation. How much temporary workers get paid has been an interest of Crawford. The congressman and North Carolina Democrat Don Davis are leading a working group focused on the H-2A program and how employers are struggling to operate through this foreign worker visa program. The prevailing sentiment was that the adverse effect wage rate continues to be a huge problem. It's an impediment to the efficient functioning of the H-2A program. Georgia, for example, has seen a more than 20% increase in the uh, AEWR in the last two years. Bill Sack, who also served as Agriculture Secretary during the Obama administration, says Congress could address the issue through existing legislation. House Democrats have pushed the Farm Workforce Modernization Act, which would change the existing method for calculating hourly wages. I think it makes sense for Congress to, if there are problems with the Farm Worker Modernization Act, to, do, to fix that in passing. Bill Sack is expected to appear before the Senate Agriculture Committee in the coming weeks. Senator Bozeman, the top Republican on that committee. Bozeman and other congressional agricultural leaders still trying to get a farm bill done during this Congress. Lawmakers were originally set to approve a new farm bill before 2023 drew to a close. Legislators instead agreed to extend current programs through this September amid discussions about how to address nutrition, rural development, and agricultural programs. Georgia Representative David Scott, the top Democrat on the House Agriculture Committee, tying the lack of final terms in part to unprecedented events last year in Congress's lower chamber. Changes in Republican leadership, potential government shutdowns, and the inability in pass the agriculture appropriations bill have each injected uncertainty into this process. Pennsylvania Republican G.T. Thomas, the House Committee's chairman, recognizing the headwinds in passing a new farm bill. Washington, D.C. is filled with rhetoric and armchair pundits. People go out of their way to work against you. Folks think a farm bill is impossible, that politics will prevail over good policy, that the dysfunction surrounding us has consumed us. Every comment intensifies my commitment to the American farmer. I'm on your side. I'm your champion, and I will never stop fighting for you. Thompson and Scott delivering those remarks during last week's committee hearing. The nonpartisan Congressional Research Service projects spending on farm bill programs will approach $1.5 trillion over the next 10 years. 84% of that baseline amount involves the farm bill's nutrition title and assistance programs like SNAP. 
And that'll do it for this edition of Arkies in the Beltway for the week of February 18th, 2024. You can stay up to date with all news involving Arkansas at ArkansasOnline.com. You can get in touch with me on social media. My handle is at Alex House Thomas. I'm Alex Thomas, and this has been Arkies in the Beltway. Thanks for listening. <laughs>